Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Review. And we are live to take to the W2M Network with the Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Live Review for June the 12th, 2018. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, everybody. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me at this time, she's finally back, the co-hostess with the mostest, Miss Liz Buglisi. Hello, I only missed one week. Hello. (laughs) Well, I think I missed one, and then you missed one, and then we all missed one. So it's, it's been <laughs> since you've been on here. Yes, that makes sense. Because I know I was out for an episode because of my excursion to Indiana. And the guest on to my beast, Brandon <laughs> Biscuping. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> well, no. Well, it, we used to be very beastly-like, but um, I think I'm more of beast now than you are now that you've shaved. I actually haven't yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. He, and you could, he, you could have said he was the LeFou to your best one. Yeah, but here's the thing about LeFou. Um, Brandon's engaged to a female. Yeah, that wouldn't work. The food wasn't always... Um... Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with that. <laughs> no, of course not. I just wanted to throw out a Seinfeld reference there. Why not? Anywho, as I mentioned, this is the SmackDown Live review for June 12, 2018. And now that our witty banter is behind us, shall we actually get into the show? Let's do it. Sure. All right, our opening promo scheduled for four people, and then eventually... <laughs> And then eventually nine, and then ten. Explanations <laughs> forthcoming, I promise. This, this <laughs> must have pained Liz. No. Well, they, weren't she... all, they weren't all wrestling, so there was that. Well, it, but it, it ended up being that. Oh, they please, got when she, oh, please, when she, we'll get to that, and I'll tell you what I thought. <laughs> Anyway, it is the four women in, from the SmackDown side of the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Naomi, Lana, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch having a tete-a-tete-a-tete-a-tete. I think that's how that would work. There's four of them. So, yeah, that, that's, that checks. And we get them each talking about why they plan on winning the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I think it's cute that all of them think this. We'll talk more about predictions a little bit later on. They are then interrupted by the returning Iconics. Iconic duo, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, who do their usual shtick in front of everybody. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville join the Iconics on, out, out on the ramp in order to help them call out the ladies in the ring. And, well, you'd have to be Ray Charles not to see this one coming. <laughs> like I should have made a Stevie Wonder joke there. It would have been more topical. Anyway, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Even if you're Stevie Wonder, you saw this one coming. We have the Teddy Long special. It's an eight. Can you let me finish your (laughs) setup before you jump on my line? It's an eight-woman tag match. Player. Later on in the show. Jesus. (laughs) Liz, your thoughts on our opening segment? It was all right. Um, 
Liz's silence is uh, is telling. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that you know great on the on the Raw show, uh, Raw review. Brandon and I were wondering, you know, because Raw and SmackDown always have something similar going on. Um, how they would open as um, since Raw opened all the ladders in the ring. And I did predict part of it. I did say that there would be a brawl. I was just hoping it involved ladders. Um, we'll get to that in a second. It was it was all right. I mean, none of them are really that fabulous, you know, on yes, on the baby. mic to make it <laughs> to to make to make it ever so you know special. Um, and of course, we all know how I feel about certain matches. So once we got to the eight women tag match, I was like, oh, Lord, help me. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was okay. I mean, I'm not gonna completely trash it. It wasn't downright horrible. Hold on, I'm about to quote the ShamWow guy. You ready? Oh, Eight God. woman tag match. But wait, there's more. You're good. You're good for this week. Yes, and Liz with the first one of the show. All right, good to know. <laughs> Get them all out this week while you can. Uh, Brandon, your thoughts on our opening segment? Um, can I first mention and ask a, ask a question? Um, are they giving up on Lana's gimmick, or what the hell's going on with Lana? I guess that depends on how much of Total Divas you do or don't watch, because... Because she flirt, she floats in and out of it on the show as well, and now apparently she's doing the same thing on television. It wasn't even floating in and out. Like the first thing she said was straight up English, like straight up American English, and then she put on the accent the second time she talked. She was like, "Oh crap, I fucked up." Jesus, Brandon. <laughs> You know what? I don't want to hear crap from y'all about my potty mouth the rest of this show. Hey, I said this is the week you get you get them out. But yeah, she was like, "Oh crap, I messed up. I need to put out on the accent again." Well, in case you didn't know, Brandon, Lana is the best. Lana number one. <laughs> Whoever applauded there, thank that, you. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz is giggling like a schoolgirl back there. But, fantastic, fantastic start to the show. I but, actually thought that this was okay. Let, I let mean, me I just say I one. Let, uh, let me just finish one more thing. Um, when the uh, Iconics first came out, because I still think that Lana is supposed to be a heel, I was thinking it was going to be Iconics and Lana versus uh, Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky in a six-woman tag match. Uh, but so is Lana a face now? Okay, just to be a douche here, Liz, would you have been okay with the six woman instead of a ten? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I know, I was just saying that to be kind of... Uh, anyway, um, Lana's kind of floating back and forth. They're not sure what she is here, and I think it's all similar into the lines of the Aiden English and Rusev thing, too, because Rusev is kind of floating back and forth between face and heel, depending on what they need him to be on a given week as well. I think her aligning more towards the face side is uh, pretty much telegraphing that they're going to break up Rusev Day with Rusev having a face turn in the near future. Well, we'll find out what Rusev Day does a little bit later on in the show. Let me ask you guys real quick here. We have the eight-woman eight tag match announced for later in the show. And then, what you know, it's turned into an even bigger Teddy Long special. <laughs> It becomes a 10-woman tag match. Player. As Asuka and Carmella are added to the match respectively here. We'll talk about what happens with that a little bit later on because I kind of intended to go in order here just for the sake of simplicity. It is a go-home show. But were you surprised to see the women main inventing the go-home show of tonight's episode, Brandon? Mm, with the eight, well, what was originally an eight-woman and then a 10-woman tag match, not really, because, you know, AJ and Shinsuke, they weren't really doing anything, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, matches or anything like that. Like, they didn't have anything set up for them distinctly. Um, um, 
Shinsuke had the Jeff Hardy match. Well, oh, oh, yes, I know this. But, like, that match, you know, while it's a big match, I didn't think that would main event the, the show. Um, the only match that I was thinking could have potentially... Well, but Shelton isn't really that big of a name that they'd want to main event... Um, they'd want to have him main event the the uh, show. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't that surprised. Liz, same question. Were you surprised the women got the main event for the go-home episode of SmackDown? No, not at all. Cause not at all. I think I mean, we are getting the second uh, women's money in the bank uh, match, and I think that's, you know, pretty important. So not really. Um, third, technically. Yeah. Whatever. They did Whatever. have to. They did have to redo the first one because of James Ellsworth, who yes, him, who him and his non-existent chin are rumored to be showing up at Money in the Bank. Oh my god! God, don't okay. no. Okay, just, so just no. The second one on a pay-per-view. Yes. Um. So, no, not really. I, mean, I didn't really wasn't really surprised about it at all. My favorite part of this episode: the first time I get to do this. Our opening contest scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is Daniel Bryan taking on Shelton Benjamin? And why can't we get this match at the pay-per-view? <sighs> because we gotta we gotta work work on big cast. It's because it's because Shelton isn't seven feet tall and you can't teach that. Precisely. The match itself sees Bryan tap out Shelton with the heel hook in approximately ten minutes. Uh, about seven of which was shown full screen. There was a three-minute commercial break in there as well. Benjamin's actually looked to make, made to look very competitive against Brian here, getting Brian down in the Canadian Maple Leaf. Shout out to Lance Storm for an extended period of this contest, as well as otherwise working over the knee here. Liz, I'll ask you this question first. Do you think that this knee becomes a point of emphasis in the match between Brian and Cass on Sunday? Um. Maybe. Um, that's a fantastic fence. That's a fantastic fence, right? You know, you know, it's, <laughs> I didn't see the match, so I don't really know. Um, but I, I guess, especially if they're going to put Castle or God help us all, <laughs> um, then yes. Brandon? Um, if it were someone more... Like that was more of a ring general, I would say yes. Um and will will it'll all depend upon how Daniel's selling it. If they try to make it a point of emphasis, then they will. Um but if not, then I, I would not be surprised if they didn't at the same time. Um you know because I think I just think Cass like like we talked about, you know, Daniel really carried Cass through that match at uh payback or at backlash. Um and so, you know, I just don't know if they would do they would try to do something that uh, you know, that distinctive in a match like this. If it was someone else then I would say definitely. I don't know that Cass has the entering chops in a singles match to carry a storyline like that. Exactly. It seems it seems to be the way they're setting it up here. Backstage, Paige meets with Oscar. <laughs> and I only say it that way because my girlfriend laughs when I do, so that one was for her. <laughs> does she listen to this? Every now and then she does. Okay, at least we know one person listens to it occasionally. <laughs> well, Brandon said earlier, Tori does on occasion as well, so we're up to two. Does, <laughs> does your boyfriend listen, Liz? On occasion, yes. Yeah. Three! Huzzah! Three! Yes, we've tripled our listenership! All right. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Asuka decides that she wants a piece of Carmella tonight. That leads to the 10 woman tag. Paige moves on backstage and finds Miz apparently trying out for the Karate Kid Part 6. What's Miz that with Miz's thing in Karate Kid lately, doing all the, the Karate Kid moves in the back? Man, I'm telling you, Karate Kid 6 is coming straight to DVD from WWE Home Film sooner rather than Lady O. Oh, Lady God. 
you know what? I'm going to steer into the skid here sooner rather than later. <laughs> Miz wants to be the referee of Joe versus Rusev. Paige is seeing through his snuffleupagus and then makes him the referee anyway. Bravo. Anywho. I didn't get that at all. Extended highlight package of all things build up to AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then because SmackDown is in Memphis, Jerry Lawler happens to be here, possibly to hit on Paige. We're not sure. But for the sake of the show, he's out to interview AJ Styles. Kind of a lackluster promo from AJ here. Didn't really do anything as far as the hard sell goes. But in fairness, if they give them the time, if they give them the proper finish and create uh, creative control in order to put this together, this should be the match in this series that delivers. Because Last Man Standing is one of those balls-to-the-wall matches, is it not, Brandon? Oh, definitely. I mean, they, they definitely had their best match so far... Uh, during the um, match to determine this uh, this stipulation, and I think as and I think as long as they do this one correctly, that this can be a very good match. Liz, same question: A was Lawler there to hit on Page? B, what were your thoughts on AJ's promo? Um, I have no idea why Lawler was there. Because they're in Memphis. That's all. It, it made it made very little sense, even if they're in Memphis. Um, what was the second one? What did you think of AJ's promo? Oh, I thought it was dull, fam. It was very dull. It seems like it was kind of rushed, too. Like, you would think that AJ given a microphone. AJ's proven himself to be a much more competent talker than we thought he would be coming into the WWE. Because the biggest knock on Styles throughout his entire career has been a significant lack of charisma. The in-ring ability has always been there. But AJ could not sell, AJ could not sell ice, to a, ice to somebody living in the tropics with his promo abilities. I never so, thought that about. Oh, go ahead, Liz. No, I was just saying I never thought that about him. Uh, as so, as somebody who watched a significant portion of his TNA and ROH career, yeah, he's never been anything special on the microphone. Always great in the ring, but never anything special in the microphone. Once again, Miz is practicing for his refereeing duties, talking to one of the other Zebras backstage. I do not know the Zebra's name. I do not care to rewatch the segment to learn it. And we find out that the SmackDown tag team title match between the Bludgeon Brothers and the Good Brothers, too sweet me, bro, <laughs> is going to be on the kickoff show like there was any other choice. <laughs> in, in one of the previews I read for today, it even said that, like, you know, all we really need to, all we're really going to find out about, uh, all we're waiting for in terms of the tag match is if, is, uh, if it, when it's going to be on the kickoff show. And sure enough, it is. Yeah, it's not like they were going to put Matt and Bray on the kickoff show. I mean, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, maybe, but Matt and Bray, no. No. Back into the ring, Aiden English returns to rap opera. For Papa? <laughs> Opera rap? Opera rap? Hmm. We need to work on something for this and figure this one out. Liz, do you know what day it is? It's the same day it is every day. The greatest day. It's Rusev Day. As he takes on Samoa Joe and then he singles match scheduled for one fall. One fall. And Rusev actually pins Joe with the Machka kick at 9 minutes and 55 seconds, about six of which was aired. Miz playing an obvious factor into the decision as he gets trapped in the corner, gets into an argument with Joe after Joe hits him with the old back elbow in the corner. And that distraction is what allows Rusev to hit the Machka kick for the pinfall. Okay, so Rusev got the win in this match. Miz got to grab the briefcase post-match. We'll talk more about that in a second here. Does this set up Joe as the favorite from the SmackDown side for the Money in the Bank ladder match, Liz? Oh, one, can, one can hope. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's probably definitely setting up something between Miz and Joe no matter what happens. 
which wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, but he's, for me, he's always been the favorite. I kind of think, and we'll get to this later on, I kind of think, in a sense, if somebody from SmackDown is going to win, then it has to be Joe, because they've really just been, I don't know, they just, I don't think he's really had anything solid going on lately. Oh, excuse me. Okay, it wasn't that bad what I said, Aaron. <laughs> no, I those those damn sour punch straws, I'm telling you. Anyway, uh, Brandon, same question. With the way that this match played out and then the post-match afterward, does that set up Joe as the favorite for the SmackDown money? In the If SmackDown gets the men's money in the bank, does that set up Joe as the favorite? I would assume so. I think the big X factor, obviously, is whoever is going to be uh, in the match from the New Day. Uh, but... You know, I would have to say yes, that Joe is the odds-on favorite uh, at this point. And, I mean, we'll talk about it more later, but Liz and I talked about it on Raw last or earlier this afternoon. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be SmackDown. Someone from SmackDown is going to get the Raw, or is going to get the Money in the Bank briefcase. So I'm thinking Joe. Post match, Joe lays out. Joe gets laid out by Rusev with the letter. Excuse me, that Aiden English hands to him, which I think is a factor that could come into play on Sunday. But then Miz takes Rusev off of the ladder and brings him into the mat with the skull crushing finale. Miz climbs up the ladder, grabs the briefcase, brings it over to the announce table for some unknown reason, and has Byron Saxton open the briefcase. Okay, a why the f- is Byron Saxton touching a Money in the Bank briefcase? B <laughs> And now it's my turn. Pancakes? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Liz and I, Liz, Liz called this uh, earlier, so you can blame Liz, her. This Liz, is all Liz's you're fault. You're not allowed to predict anymore. It is. I don't even. I don't even remember how Brandon and I got onto it. Um, oh, we were talking about the IHOP nonsense, and yeah, we. We were talking about the I have nonsense, and then I was like, "Yeah, I want to see them." We went two different wavelengths, but I was like, "I want to see them put pancakes in the in the briefcase of the would bold. There was a That's way for them the microphone. I would. You know. <laughs> My good, decent common sense has been violated by this segment. <laughs> You know what? This is not my official prediction, but you know what I want to see happen now in the briefcase and for the SmackDown, the Money in the Bank match on Sunday. This is not an official uh, prediction. Oh I'll God, do that what? Big, I want to see Biggie enter, Biggie win the briefcase, and then just beat the shit out of Kofi and Xavier to end the new day once and for all. No, bad Harry. No, yeah. this this irked me. Pancakes aren't funny. <laughs> Now, now I want them to switch to burgers just because I have switched to IOB. I want them to get rid of the goddamn, um, excuse me, the food <laughs> in general. <laughs> annoying. That's, that's two each for me and Liz. Brandon only has one, which means you're allowed one more in the course of tonight's show, Brandon. Fine. I don't know if there's anything that's going to annoy me enough, though, but we'll see. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> I'll push your buttons on something, I'm sure. Oh, All right, anyway. God. Moving on, our next match scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is non-title action as Jeff Hardy takes on Shinsuke Nakamura. Can I? Nakamura. Murda? Nakamura. But that's all, folks. First day with the new tongue. I apologize. He's going to try to murder AJ on uh, Sunday. That was awful. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> You know what? Not only that, go sit in the corner and have lunch with the people who wrote the New Day pancake skit. <laughs> I'm sure they're eating pancakes for lunch. Forgive me if forgive me if I don't throw, feel threatened by a group of people who thought pancakes were too hard. You mean I have? Wendy's for the win. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. I did. It was fabulous. Whoever runs Wendy's Twitter deserves a raise <laughs> and, possi- and possibly a WWE creative job because God knows they couldn't do worse than what's going on right now anyway. Anywho, 
the match itself, getting back to it, since there was an actual match here. Um, shall we discuss the finish here? Sure, if we must. He hit him, he hit him in the balls. Wait, I'm being told I cannot say balls, Mahoney. <laughs> Jeff Hardy picks up the win by disqualification and a nice change of pace from him losing his last two television matches. Don't drive drunk, Jeff! Before post-match beatdown ensues from Shinsuke Nakamura as the Pinshasa leads to the Kinshasa post-match. And a 10 count, as Shinsuke has been wont to do over the last couple of weeks. I've officially blown out my voice on this segment. Brandon, talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely set up, you know, this was pretty much typical post-mania Shinsuke. Low blow, disqualification, you know, and then proceed to beat down Hart, Jeff, and do the 10 count, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, it's a good way to set up and remind people, because God knows WWE thinks we're all idiots, um, remind everyone of the stipulation for this match, and, um, you know, yeah. The, the match itself, it, it, you know, especially with how good these two could be, definitely could have been better. I don't think you want to give away too much in a match like this either That's when you're true. using it as a throwaway to build towards Styles and mm-hmm. Shinsuke at Money in the Bank. That's true, Where's especially your with a finish like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like he just said, it could have been, you know, something special, but they're not going to do it on a show like this. Um, I'd love to see the two of them get a full, you know, really good match in. It was decent, you know, for what it was. Um, I don't, I don't really have much too, too much to say about it. it. Was it wasn't that long? I mean, Shinsuke did what Shinsuke's been, you know, doing. And, I mean, Jeff, you know, Jeff looked Jeff looked good, so. About it. Backstage segment sees Carmella talking to a makeup lady and then saying that she's not afraid of Oscar. She beat Charlotte twice. Charlotte beat Oscar. Yada 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 yada. Speaking of yada 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 yada, Renee goes to interview Big Cass. Big Cats cuts her off and um, uh, I fell asleep here. Somebody want to take this? It was uh, stupid. I honestly it, didn't even really pay attention to what he was saying. Probably, I, I think I just remember him. Oh, he, he had this weird poster of like, you must be seven foot tall to ride this ride or something like that. Something stupid like that. It and, was one of those things from like a carnival. You have to be so tall to yeah, ride the ride. It, ride. Nobody tell Cart. Never mind. Not making that joke right now either. <laughs> It was dumb. It yes, it was very dumb. So what it was you're just, saying is it was every big cast segment ever. Pretty much. Yes. It was just him, I'm taller than you, so therefore I'm better than you, yada yada yada. You know oh, what it awesome. is? Big cast versus Daniel Bryan is the Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley of SmackDown. Yep, precisely. Brian is going That's to worse. try his Brian is going to try his best kicking and screaming to get cast to a decent match, much the same way. Sammy's going to do with Lashley on Sunday. Well, the difference is his Lashley might actually be terrible. I'm not sure the same can be said about Cass yet. Yeah. I don't think it's... I think Sammy and Bobby be a much be- better match. We all yes. know Bobby can wrestle. You know, Bobby's not... Bobby's, you know, really is is pretty decent. He had a great run in, you know, TNA and whatever. He's, he might be lackluster on the mic lately, but the man can put on a match. So Sammy and and Bobby, given some time, can, can give us a good match. I mean, Bobby's, we'll get to it later, Bobby's going to beat the crap out of Sammy. Cass w- and Daniel is going to be ridiculous. I want more Tarzan swings from Sammy in that match. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> that almost saved that segment from Raw. Almost. That was the, hey, hey. Liz and I talked about it earlier. That was the best segment that they've had in this feud. And that's saying something. No, it's it's really not. That tells you how crappy the rest of the segment is. I know, that's exactly what I mean. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was, yeah, but the way that you phrased it, though, you're giving them credit rather than throwing a backhanded insult, which is the easier way to go about this. Anyway, our main event scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is the Teddy Long special. It's a 10-woman tag match. Claire. <laughs> As, well, if you haven't been listening by now and you don't know the teams, I'm not telling them to you. Look it up. Go to Stephen Mitchell's review on the chair shot or Larry Zonka's review on 411 and do yourself a favor. Anywho, the, ma- the match itself comes down to Carmella and Asuka. And five days before the pay-per-view, it's tap, tap, tapping like Mr. Bojangles on speed as Asuka puts the Asuka lock on Carmella and gets the win at 12 minutes. About nine of which was actually shown due to the no commercial and commercial for the main event segments here. We'll do our predictions within a matter of moments. We still have a final score to tack on to this as well as a one-word review. Does this tip your hand in regards to your predictions for this Sunday, Liz? Um, no. Did it change your mind at all, basically, is what I'm asking. Harry, I'm not stupid. I know what you're asking, but no, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't change my mind. Um, it was a hor- It was... It- I mean, you can you can make the argument, oh, she won, so she's going to lose. But, you know, I'll make my prediction shortly. But, no, it didn't change my mind. Dirty, dumb, Brandon talk. Uh, this match, uh, I mean, there were a few decent moments, but nothing too spectacular. And in terms of the finish, uh, I'm a little, I, I will admit, Seeing this makes me a little bit concerned, but I'm still going to go with my original prediction, which I'll talk about more later. I feel like I've been especially on this episode. I'm pretty proud of my performance thus far tonight. Shinsuke Nakamura murderer aside. <laughs> and that is an official wrap for the blue brand. Oh, wait, there's a post-match stare down between the four ladies in the contract match and Asuka as she's staring at the as she's staring at Carmella in the title. But eh, well, you know, typical go home stuff. Needed for the video package on Sunday. It was kind of funny how they were both, both all, or all four of them were all staring up at the uh, briefcase first, and then they all decided to look down at Asuka like, "Yeah, if we get that briefcase and you win, we're coming for you." Odds that the the women's money in the bank briefcase was filled with pancakes. Never mind. Great <laughs> rating time. Liz, scale of one to ten. Six and a half. It was. It, a lot of it didn't hold my attention. I mean, it wasn't a horrible show by any means, but considering the fact that a lot of it was kind of eh for me, didn't really, you know, make me want to keep watching or keep me engrossed in it. That's about all I could give it. Brandon? Yeah, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, you know, nothing spectacular on this show. Nothing really, you know, to point your finger at or anything. So, you're, this was a very lackluster uh, go-home show. Which is odd, because you guys are handing out six and a halves for a show that you're calling lackluster. Um, I'm actually going to be a little bit higher than you guys. I'm at a seven and a half here, and the reason I'm at a seven and a half is because most of the time when we do these reviews, I tend to consider my final rating based on the in-ring action rather than the stupidity that we see in the actual booking on the show here. And the in-ring action tonight was really good. Brian and Shelton had a hell of a match. Rusev and Joe were shades of things to come if those two ever get any kind of an extended program. And Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy proved that if they had an extended program with a pay-per-view blow-off, that the two of them could tear down the house as well in the time that they had. The only match that I thought was kind of a clunker was the main event. And, well, let's be honest, that's not really a surprise. Brandon, one-word review. What do you got? Um... Lackluster. Um, you know, it was just kind of them, you know, dragging their feet and, you know, kind of just do it, going through the motions until they get to money in the bank. I think I have a better way of expressing that same sentiment. I'll get to my last Liz, you're up. Uh, it was adequate. It did what it had to do. It set up some stuff for the main event. It poss- possibly set up some stuff for the, the future, but... 
you know, that's about the best word I can come up with adequate. I teased this just a few seconds ago. I'm going to deliver here. Brandon, I want to get your thoughts on this. You ready? Yep. Prototypical. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Everything you'd expect from a go-home show, that's what this was. Yep. I thought that was a pretty strong word, actually. Yes, it is. That being said, I did enjoy the matches, so my rating's a little bit on the higher side. All right, we got some predictions to do here since Money in the Bank is this Sunday. I don't know if there's going to be a W2M Network Money in the Bank review. I know that even if there is, I will not be a part of it. I apologize. Stuff happens. Uh, I will be too busy celebrating my anniversary weekend with my girlfriend. Frankly, she means more to me than this podcast does. No offense. Happy anniversary weekend. Yes. Same to you, Liz. Funny story yeah. for listeners at home. Liz and I share the same anniversary, just not with each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward. A little maybe, bit. Maybe a little. All right. So Brandon and Liz, earlier today, Tuesday night, when we're technically very early Wednesday morning as we're recording this here. But Brandon and Liz, a little bit earlier on Tuesday, did the Monday Night Raw review due to technical difficulties, snafus, personal commitments, whatever it was that caused it. If you want the full in-depth details on their predictions for the Raw brand, make sure you go listen to that review, the Wrestling to the Max Monday Night Raw review for June 11, 2018, available on many of these same stations where you might be listening to this particular episode iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Brandon, you know what I hear? We're going to be on Spotify eventually. Coming That's soon. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. We'll see what happens. Anywho. Glacier is on. coming. We need to work on that bit. I feel like it could be better. The winter is coming. <laughs> And now with these Game of Thronesos, we're going to go ahead and move into our predictions. All right, so I'm assuming you guys did all Raw-specific matches as well as the Money in the Bank matches over on the Raw we, review? We actually saved the money in the, the full Money in the Bank uh, predictions for this show. Aw, mm-hmm. you guys. Well, we wanted to save it because we wanted to know what happened on SmackDown and everything, too. Oh. Uh, Oh, and here I thought I was special. Okay, good to know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't save anything for us. Uh, no, I, that's because I do a full prediction pull over on the Chair Shots Wall Reaction every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. live. Cheap <laughs> plug. The competition. <laughs> oh, no, we have an agreement. I get to plug my stuff. Anywho. Our, our, our kickoff match, as officially announced on SmackDown tonight, will be Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife. Okay, maybe not the Asian wife, but definitely Carl oh Anderson. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowe. Oh, did you uh, – Harper sent out a tweet in regards to that. I'm going to let everybody look at it for themselves. That's all I'm going to say. It is not family-friendly. Oh, damn, wait. i got to go look it up. Yeah, uh, before you up do that, Liz, I need a prediction. The Bludgeon Brothers. Brandon? Yeah, as much as I love uh, the club, uh, yeah, I think Bludgeon Brothers going to retain. That's cool. The club's too sweet for these tag titles. Bludgeon Brothers retain. All right. You guys already did your prediction for this match. I'm going to go ahead and do mine here. You guys can mention your pick as well. But, again, for full details, go check out the Raw review. Elias challenges Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Brandon? Um... I had um, Seth retaining. Liz? Summer or Seth? I will be the contrarian here. Elias wins the title. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Brandon? Uh, Bobby. Liz? Bobby. Poor Sami's going to get ragdolled. I feel so bad for him. (laughs) Raw tag team titles are on the line as... Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy defend against Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And what the hell was that? I looked up Harper's tweet. Shouldn't have done that while we were still on air. Anywho. Uh, ladies, Raw tag team titles. Um, um, Matt and Bray. <laughs> Look what Bray you've did. done, Harry. I, I broke Liz. It's cool. <laughs> and, 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 and yes, the leaders of world retain. 
Every part of me wants to see the B team get the, get the belts here. Every part of me wants to see it, but it's not going to happen. Oh, and honestly, me too. And honestly, I think one of them may end up as a new follower for the Deleters of Worlds as well, joining up once they lose to the grouping of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon and I mentioned that over on the, the Raw review, um, and we both think that the obvious choice would be Bo. Yes. So you Bo leaves, he's going to join his bro. Never mind. Raw Bang! <laughs> like you expect anything better from no, him. No, no. Raw women's title is Nia Jack's defense against Ronda Rousey. Brandon? Um, did we ever make an official prediction on this, or did we just say shenanigans? I claimed shenanigans, and, and I think you agreed that I I, I think we just it. both claimed shenanigans. Um, I think... Uh, I, I think I, I I think I had Natalia actually uh, cashing in and and winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon had Natalia cashing in, and I say that um, I said that there will be no clear cut winner. There will be some type of shenanigans to make them both not look stupid. Uh Brandon. Yes. You watch NXT on a regular basis. Yes, I do. Do you remember TakeOver New Orleans when Shayna Baszler challenged Ember Moon for the NXT Women's title? Yes. Do you remember what happened at TakeOver New Orleans when Shayna Baszler challenged Ember Moon for the NXT Women's title? Yes. Same thing happens to Ronda here. She gets so caught up looking for the submission that her shoulders end up pinned to the mat. She doesn't think about it and gets pinned, and Nia Jax retains. The only reason that... I'm thinking Rhonda wins. If she does, like, I I have a feeling that they're gonna, like, this isn't gonna be the end, even if Rhonda does lose. Because they want the, like, especially with all the rumors going around that Brock is dropping the belt and leaving at SummerSlam. They're going to want that, like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of, like, that cross-promotional uh, standing of, like, the two biggest UFC stars of all time being on the same WWE card. Really? Chuck yeah. Liddell's coming to, you, to the WWE? <sighs> Very funny, no. Okay, then you mean, um, hold on, let me think of it. You mean Ken Shamrock's coming back? <laughs> I wish. Or, or, or Severn. I'd pop for Ken Shamrock coming back. Well, Shamrock was more successful in UFC, but True. I mean, I don't want to see Ken Shamrock wrestling at, in 2018. <laughs> but man, if he shows up in the arena, I can guarantee you I'm losing my shit. Anywho. <laughs> That's your third. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was late enough into the show that if people are still listening now, God bless they them. Don't care. Roman Reigns takes on Jinder Mahal. I'll, I'll, allow me, lol. Roman wins. Yep. I think Liz might have actually had something different. Did I? I don't remember. It seems so long ago. Um. I think you did say that uh, Roman would end up winning. I did. I did say that Roman would win, but I, you know, you didn't think it was going to be as much of a squash as I did. Yeah, I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to be a squash at all. Not at I all. Don't. I think they're actually going to have a decent match, and the two of you will have to be surprised when they do. I actually think there's potential for a reasonable match. I'm not saying good because I don't think Jinder Mahal does good. He does tolerable, which I expect out of this contest, because despite it, however much people may bitch about him, Roman's actually still a decent worker. Mm-hmm. I've said this many times before. I stand by the statement again. I do not hate the person. I do not hate his drive. I hate the booking for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Moving over to the SmackDown side of things now, where we can actually discuss in more full details. Daniel Bryan takes on Big Cass, and you guys are not going to like my pick for this one. I I honestly may be along with you. I hate Big to say Cass it. Wins. Yeah, especially with WWE's infamous 50-50 booking. 
And, and, and I'm even going to go a step further. Big Cass wins by referee stoppage. I don't think it'll be that bad. Liz? Referee stoppage? Why? Well, I guess Cass goes crazy. Brian goes crazy. Let me be honest. I don't care who the hell wins. I could care less about this match. I don't like either person in the match. I am so over Daniel. I don't care who wins. I am not even making a prediction. If that means you're going to get it wrong in our pool, and you might lose the pool because of that. <laughs> we have a pool? What do I win? Nothing? That hurts, Liz. I'm sorry. Al- almost as much as not being sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for all my sniffling, by the way. I have such bad allergies today. Um, it's okay. Fine. You know what? Just just so the internet can go crazy because Daniel was screwed and Nick Darling didn't win. Listen, like you said about Roman, I have nothing against the person. I do a little bit based on some things I've seen on the Bella Twins YouTube show, but, you know, whatever. I could care less that he's back. Um, Cast. I'll pick Cast. Just so the internet can go crazy that Daniel was screwed yet again. Yeah, that that's the reason why I'm not sure that they do the referee stoppage thing for this match. I think Dan I, I think they will have Cass win just because, you know, they wanna keep Cass at least semi strong and they wanna have like the they're gonna wanna No. No. What? No. Only Roman gets to look strong, Brandon. <laughs> oh stop it. <laughs> And Sorry. I, 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 I hate to say this because both of you are probably gonna hate me for saying this. Um, we although, uh, it's okay. uh, although there, there is one more pay per view before SummerSlam, but I have a feeling that they're gonna want, they're gonna want to do some sort of big blow off at SummerSlam with this match. I don't think so because the pay per view before SummerSlam is Extreme Rules, and they like to use a lot of big matches at Extreme Rules, and I think Brian and Cass is something that they're going to want to do, especially since I think Brian will have other occupations come SummerSlam. Dunt, dunt, dunt. That's true. That's true. So they'll have... the Cass will win this, and then they'll have some sort of stipulation match at Summer, or at uh, Extreme Rules. Carmella defends the SmackDown Women's title against Asuka. Liz? Um, Asuka... I know that James is rumored to be showing up, but unless there's some real serious stupidity going on, Oscar. Really? Yeah, yeah, in spite of what happened tonight and reverse momentum theorem, uh, yeah, Oscar wins and gets the title finally. There's no, you're ha- there's no way you're it's ha- not. You're half right, Brandon. Oh, God, don't, no, no, don't, no. You called this a couple of months ago. You should be happy because I think you were exactly spot on. Carmella walks out. Oscar wins by countout. I could see that, actually, yeah. I think it's a little too early. I think it's a little too early, and we talked about this before. The only way that this works is if they do it up until Hell in a Cell, and we talked about this already, you you said it, I agreed with you that Carmella is not ready for a Hell in a Cell match, but, you know, unless they have, like, a false count, I, I guess the only, I guess the other way you could do it is having a false count anywhere match uh, at Extreme Rules. AJ Styles defends the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, in Last Man Standing. Liz? Nakamura. Brandon? I'm, my official prediction is going to be Nakamura, but this is another one that you're going to hate me for, but I would not at all be surprised if they did another double count out and had some sort of other stipulation match at Extreme Rules. Man, I will punch you square in the Nakamura's. <laughs> they need to end it. I mean, I don't know how they end it, making them both I do. strong. Because, well, you can talk in a minute then, Harry. I will. 
and then um you know are we gonna get if Nakamura wins are we just gonna get um AJ chasing him again or some other such nonsense I don't know but it needs to it needs to just finish Time to spoil one of my predictions for the two Money in the Bank letter matches. Oh, I see where this is going. AJ Styles retains. And assuming that this match main event, because there's a possibility that it might, it happens at the pay-per-view. If it does not main event, it happens on SmackDown the Tuesday after. The winner of the Money in the Bank briefcase, prediction forthcoming, cashes in on AJ Styles, and wins the title at SmackDown after Money in the Bank. They have a rematch at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and then the winner of the Money in the Bank match goes on to main event SummerSlam with the SmackDown title on the line. Okay. You should see where the writing's going. I, I, I see I'll, where this is going, yes. I will specifically break it down when we get to the main event. However, instead, we're going to start with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match because, let's be honest, more people care about the men's. Brayden? While... While on one hand, I don't know how well this is this would work and i'm kind of like you know if it wasn't for my all my prediction that i made already and if i were just looking at this purely on its own i wouldn't be thinking this but i just think that they're gonna try to protect rousey as much as possible and I don't think they're going to have her have a full-on match to start off. and to, to start off her singles career. And early on in the match, Nia's going to get the upper hand somehow and kind of knock her out of the ring. And N- Natalia, wh- who, wh- who is going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase for the women, will cash in and win the title. Liz? Um. Uh. Do, 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 do. Anybody there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just pick, some, pick someone at random, then. <laughs> pick, pick somebody at random, then? Yes. Bailey's not uh, even in the match. She's your prediction. <laughs> no. no, that's the thing. I mean, Brandon and I talked about it before. Um, Bailey. I would love to see someone do that, honestly, at some point. Uh, for yeah, a I mean, did, they, didn't they do that recently? Like somebody just replaced somebody else in a match or something? Well, that was Bailey, fun. but no, I'm talking about like just, stealing oh, yeah. the t- stealing the briefcase and just claiming it as their own. Uh, Pretty sure we had this discussion last week on the SmackDown. Yeah, we did. Becky, I don't know. Okay, she's on the record with Becky. I agree with Brandon. I think Natalia wins it, but I don't think that this is where Natalia cashes in. I think we see more of a build-up towards another uh, Jackson-Rousey match for them to build to, especially after there's some kind of almost non-clean finish with regards to the roll-up that I discussed earlier in the Jax-Rousey match. Rousey gets another opportunity, and then that's when Natalia turns on her friend, air quotes, on an audio podcast and steals the Raw Women's title. So I'm picking Natalia as well. The main event is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, and, assuming it is. Well, the last one we're predicting. Yes. Anyway. And we're going to start with Liz. Who did I pick on? Did we pick before? Um, the men's Money in the Bank. This is a hard one. I mean, the obvious choice is 
go on. Um, but I have a feeling it won't be gone for some ridiculous reason. So he doesn't need it. No, and and it. it's kind of a moot point when your champion is non-existent. Yeah, so I definitely think it's going to be a SmackDown win, which means it'll be a Raw win. Um, but um, uh, I don't know. My mind is. Well, somebody out. answer the door. I can't think. Who does it? I don't know. Um, probably because I can't even think right now who the hell's in the match. I'm tired. Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, to be determined from the New Day. There you go. Yeah, they didn't tell us who was going to be who today. It's not going to be the New Day. We know that. It's not going to be Finn, who it should be. Um, I'm going to go with Joe. Brandon? Yeah, um... While I think I know where you're... Well, you kind of said Joe before, so I'm not sure where you're going with this now. Um, while you could say, oh, you know, Miz would win and, and set up something with, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan if if Bryan gets a title shot at SummerSlam. Um, because I have a feeling that's where you were going with that whole convoluted that is- thing. Uh, First of all, it was not convoluted. It was well thought out. Which means it probably won't happen. But yes, that is exactly <laughs> where I was going with that. Miz wins the money in the bank. Okay, okay. I I don't think they're gonna do it quite yet. I feel like they're gonna try to like like drag that out as long as they can. Like they're probably gonna try to drag it out to Mania. Um, God, that would be a mistake. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you that's how WWE does things. Um. Wait until uh, no one cares and then give it to them. Pretty much. Um, Make a prediction, Brandon. We gotta uh, get out of here. Okay, I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with uh, Joe. Jesus, I apologize for the gas, everybody. I can't help it. I'm drinking root beer tonight, and I probably shouldn't. All right, so there you have it. There are predictions for Money in the Bank. Liz, do you have anything that you would like to plug, like your Tupperware sales? I hear Tupperware is in this time of year. It usually is. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but no, I don't have anything to plug. Well, We're gonna have- I, I will once again say, if you are listening to us, let us know, <laughs> and I will send you a prize. So what, the first person to tell you they listened to an episode gets a prize? As long as they are not affiliated with the station, yes. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> Because I actually do go back and listen to the show. Harry wanted a prize. Man, you you say that, but you haven't had one of those uh, Amazon snack packs that Liz sends people for their birthday. <laughs> Hashtag Shinsuke Naka murdered. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, Brandon. Yes? I understand that you guys are fully through the the stage of individual player reviews from the NFL draft. No. Yes, we are. Tell everybody about that. Uh, so so fancy, fancy football to the max. Uh, you can go back and listen. The first week we did uh, quarterbacks and tight ends. And then the next week we did running backs and wide receivers. And a little segue here uh, coming up next, not this, this week, but next week we will have a crossover episode. With fantasy football to the max and the kickoff, doing a two two round mock draft, twelve team, uh, you know, setting you up for the uh, beginning of your draft for next season. Okay, are we doing this rookies only? Or are we doing no, this throughout the league? Throughout the league, nobody told throughout the league. I was confused on it at first too when we were doing the individual uh, positions, but yes, full full league. I appreciate you guys not giving me a heads up until right now about this. <laughs> we told you last week. No, you didn't give me any specifics as okay. to how it was going to work. Okay, well, next now week's I episode. Do. Next week's episode of Fantasy Football to the Max is, Max is going to be an absolute train wreck. Much like my <laughs> promo. For we the know show. this already. <laughs> 
sometimes you just have to tune in to see the explosion. Anywho, you can also listen to Brandon and Liz on the Wrestling to the Max Monday Night Raw review. The June 11th, it's what happens when I talk too fast, the June 11th edition, currently up on many of these same affiliates where you might be listening to this show, assuming you're listening. And if you are, we thank you. Remember to send Liz a message to get goodies. (laughs) Brandon and I will eventually have How the War Was Won. The good news to that, Brandon, is as soon as I finish the last 15 minutes of this hardcore TV, I am up to Survivor Series 1994. Huzzah. You're... I am... A little under a year. No, because uh, we're starting in July with WWE oh yeah, you're right with their pay per view. So I'm probably about six months away. That's true. But anyway, so how the world was one is coming. The 205 Live review is going to follow the SmackDown review being uploaded on many of these same affiliates. So for the co-hostess with the mostest, Miss Liz Puglisi, and. Brandon Biscoping, I'm Harry Broadhurst, thanking you for listening to the Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Live review for June 12th, 2018. Have a good night, day, afternoon, whenever you're listening. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday for more SmackDown.